Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buff Nation! Let's go! <laughs> Here we are. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. Um, that was eventful. We got through it, though. Do we, we have pres- video yet? Yeah, you're good. Oh, we're good? Oh, okay, we can't see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour 36 p.m. every single day. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Joining me, RK. Um, what's up? <laughs> not much. Not much. Nothing like a little. Uh, nothing like a little technical difficulty. Yeah. To get us. Uh, get us going here. It is what it is. Um, but I was saying. I guess we like went a little earlier than we should have, right? I think so. And if you do that, then you should have Roman. There you go. Speaking of Roman, <laughs> are we doing the ad reads already? No, we I are just, all out of <laughs> shape here. I, uh, just, uh, I was just fresh on the mind. I had to let it fly. We'll talk about Roman in just a bit, I promise. Um, but we have a kind of an off-season-ish pod today. We do have a recruit to talk about. That is Brandon Davis Swain, who put out a top 11 uh, yesterday. We'll watch his tape. We will talk about Andy Ludwig. I saw you guys in the chat asking about him. Um, and then we'll talk about who's overrated and underrated in the Pac-12. But we start with Brandon Davis Swain. Go ahead and throw up that tweet, Alyssa. Wow. <laughs> anyway, All right. Well, Brandon Davis Swain, four-star defensive lineman from West Bloomfield, Michigan, 6'4", 240. Put out his top 11 yesterday. And there you can see it. Purdue, Penn State, Michigan, CU, Pitt, Tennessee, Auburn, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Kentucky, and USC. That is a very diverse group of schools. Yep. Got multiple conferences, multiple areas of the country, Mm -hmm. multiple levels of competition, I guess I would say. Like how good they are. For sure. Uh, Purdue is... uh, not like the others, I'd say. Hey, Ryan Walters. Made a Big Ten championship game, though. Yep, yep. And uh, I actually think Ryan Walters is going to do a great job there. He was kind of my – I liked him as a candidate, but it was like – Yeah. It's crazy thinking back now. That sounds so underwhelming. I know. <laughs> I actually think he's going to do a great job at Purdue. I think so, too. Uh, Purdue under Jeff Brom is actually really kind of coming up. So, But anyways, he is from Michigan, so that explains probably why a lot of those schools in Big Ten country are in there. Uh, top 100 player, and I uh, when we were texting about this yesterday, I told you Coach Prime is coming for every top defensive lineman and offensive lineman in this class. And I texted you this photo, and I said, how is this a kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that looks like a grown-ass man in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. 
His uh, 247 picture looks a lot less menacing. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that looks a like a high school kid. Yes. <laughs> that um, looks like a 10-year NFL vet. I know. Yep. Beast. Should we, wa- should we watch him? Let's watch some film then. Let's, Let's break go. it down. Oh, his, his film has like a title, the trilogy. Wow. <laughs> He's billing it up. I'll pull up some stats while we wait. 6'4", 250. Oh, we got a, a two-way player again, yes. Ryan. What do they have him at, tight end? That's what it just said, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's third throwing time. out all the stats wow, here. Third all-time sack leader in the state. All right. Coming all the way around to make the tackle for a loss. We're being told to wait here. I didn't see it. Oh, we're being told to wait again. <laughs> <laughs> wait for it, they say. Got to uh, we Tight got to work here? on the uh, stability on the camera here. Yeah, here we go. Tight end. <laughs> what a beast! Here we go. This is this is better. Wait for it every time. <laughs> I don't think that's something you want to say if you're a defensive lineman. Uh oh. Bad camera angle for the. Okay, we got it. He doesn't look nearly as big as that. No, that photo that, makes him look like a yeah. freak. Great uh, closing speed, though. He does. He's an He's athlete. He's got a lot man. of backside pursuit plays. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Easy. Did he catch that? Oh, I thought he caught that for a second. Yeah. Just, that's insane. Dude has hops. He gets up, man. He's got to play basketball, too. So he had a quote. After he visited, I believe he visited for junior day, uh, he was asked by Chad Simmons of On3 about his visit to Colorado. And he said, it's for sure going to make one of my top schools, which they did. But he said, we're for sure going to go back and visit again. He's very interested. Let's go. He also quote tweeted that uh, quote graphic from On3 with just the eyeballs emoji. Okay. All right. And looking through, uh, other than the top 11 posts, I haven't seen a lot of love from the other schools, from Brandon Davis Swain. Everyone knows uh, my take that there are three keys to being great. One, your talent. Mm -hmm. Two, your name. Three, your number. Yep. He's got hyphenated names. Mm -hmm. Always great. Also... Number 11. That's why he gave out a top 11. It's mm, all making there sense There you now. go. Now we understand. Yes. So he checks off all three boxes. Talented, great name, great number. Is he like playing safety here? <laughs> oh, no. He's blocking downfield. I was like, why is he so far back? Oh, wow. Just dumped that dude. Lawrence says Donovan Edwards went to the same high school as Davis Swain. Oh. Um... I know Edwards went to Derby in Kansas. No, that's he's talking about Donovan. Oh, Edwards Donovan from Michigan. Edwards. Oh, from Michigan, my yep. guy. Okay. Yep. All right. Is that enough uh, BDS enough. for us? Yep. Jeez, man. How do we feel about on. our guy now? Impressive. Yeah. Um, I got to be kind of honest about this. I don't know if he. I don't know if that tape 
does him justice. Right. Uh, and I just mean, like, in terms of his ranking. Mm-hmm. Like, some of these other guys that we've seen just are just blowing up right. um, every single play. That doesn't mean, like, I don't know. I think maybe there's a little bit of um, projecting going on with him in terms of his athleticism because his athleticism is insane. Right. Uh, and his body type mm-hmm. um, in terms of he can definitely add weight to that frame. Yep. And at that level of athleticism, you can see how he could turn into just an absolute beast. But I was surprised that he didn't look bigger, I guess, on mm-hmm. tape. Yeah, I could I could see that. Um, with that, I think he looks more like an edge in defensive lineman, at yes. least right now. Yes, definitely um, in that in that tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight end at all? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Speaking of tight end, someone in the comments just wrote up there, um, and it was Tyler L. I think said, "I can't believe you guys don't talk more about Sedu Traore. Um, he's the big receiver that you keep talking about," and that's. I guess true in a sense. Yeah. Um, but you, I actually much prefer him at tight end because that's where you get the mismatch nightmares. Right. Um, so I love, we love him as a tight end. Uh, sure. I, I mean, we put it, we were talking about him nonstop as a target mm. for the buffs when we were, you know, uh, when he was on the transfer market. So we're big Triori guys. I guess the reason why you want that big receiver is because then. If a team has a bigger corner and and they want to put him on Traore, well, they're not going to be able to do that if you have a six five receiver on the other yep. side. You know what I mean? So, it's all about having more weapons to pull mismatches from. And Sean Lewis does a great job of getting the ball out to guys in space. We've talked about that a lot, but also finding a mismatch and exploiting it. And so, Traore is awesome. And he's going to bring a different element to the offense than, you know, the guy we were talking about yesterday from Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, I already forgot. His yeah, name. it's too many names. <laughs> but 6'5", 200 yep. pounds, eight touchdown catches. Like, yep. you know, um, when you have Makai Blackman lined up outside, who, to his credit, good player. I think he's going to the draft, he's right? The draft, yeah. For example, just right. a small corner. You, there's nothing you can do in, in certain scenarios, especially with the pinpoint accuracy that Shador has. It's just like, okay, well, if, you know, you want to stay over the top. Well, he's just going to throw a back shoulder, and they're going to have this massive catch radius that he can hit. Well, you know, you want to press well and play man. Well, he's just going to throw them up a jump ball, and they're, you know, they're going to moss you. Right. Um, so, again, Traore has all of that in a tight end's body. Mm-hmm. You'd like to have it as a wide receiver as well. To that point, I mean, Sean Lewis does do a good job of moving the tight end around. He'll split him out wide, like yep. single wide and stuff, put him in the slot. So I'm sure we'll see, like, Zico, I guess. Are you a Zico or do you say Sado? I like Zico. Zico? So we're a Zico podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Zico can have an impact, like, all over the field, I think. But oh, yeah. As you said, I mean, adding a more size and another just, like, red zone target, like, more is better. Yeah. And, and you're going to especially in college, the way you rotate wide receivers, you just want everything mm-hmm. because like, I think they could add more speed to that position. For sure. Um, you know, Jimmy Horn's obviously a burner, but after that, you know, Jordan Tyson, if he gets healthy, can right. burn. Like I want, I want four, four, three guys. I also want four, six, five guys. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, just rotate him in depending on what kind of defense, what kind of look you're getting from the defense. Force the defense to change, change your personnel, make them change again, and just keep exploiting what they don't have. For sure. Um, let's move on. You can throw ahead, go ahead and throw up that uh, spring game tweet, Alyssa. If you guys haven't already, make sure you get on the spring game tickets. Uh, I believe we're about half sold, is what uh, Bucky said on Well Off yesterday, or half sold out for the spring game. Okay. Cool. Um, so they're so half sold out for fifty three ish thousand. Yeah. Uh, that's that's impressive. And he was teasing it too. He's saying they're gonna have a surprise. Yes, it sounded like what we were talking about yesterday, which was completely. I didn't have any scoop on that. I was just like, are they going to have a performance? Right. Kind of made it seem like that might be what it is. Right. Um, here's the prime effect kind of put into perspective again. This is from CU Barstool. And the picture on the left is from last year. I don't know if you guys can see it or not. Um, you may want to click on the photo on the left, Alyssa. But that is the post for last year's spring game. 1,460 likes. That is not a lot. No, not even in like a non-prime like <laughs> era. Like. I yeah, I'm just thinking like I don't use Instagram hardly at all. Mm -hmm. Like I can get 200 likes on a post. Right. I think I have. Mm -hmm. Um, that's you know seven times that for a, a, a an account that probably has at that time I don't know a couple hundred thousand followers. I think I have like one thousand. Yeah. That's bad. The engagement rate on that is bad. Well, this and year. And they were bad. Well, <laughs> this year, maybe it's a sign of things to come. A lot different. 18,000. What is that? Uh, like 15% uh, at least, or 15x. Yeah. Just tremendous amount yeah. of uh, difference between last year and this year. In the comments and everything and just the energy around it. And it, it's it's actually wild. I mean... They haven't done like they've they've won on the recruiting trail. They haven't mm -hmm. done anything yet, and just from the aura that Coach Prime brings, they've been able to at least fifteen x the response to the spring game. Right. Imagine crazy, when they man. win a game and the interaction that they're going to get, or you know, just uh, they're competing for a, a you know a Pac twelve championship berth. The interaction they're going to get, the engagement is just out of, out out of this world. It's insane. The prime effect is real. Let's talk about uh, something a little less pleasant. The Notre Dame offensive coordinator position. Okay. So I, we talked about this yesterday. We caught you up. Uh, we had the list of candidates. In that list was Andy Ludwig, who is the offensive coordinator at Utah. It's not happening, though. It seems like he was going to be the favorite for this Notre Dame gig. Pete Thamel tweeted out yesterday, according to sources, Utah offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig is staying at Utah. His buyout provided or proved an obstacle in discussions with Notre Dame. Are we cranking up the panic meter at all? Well, first of all, Notre Dame, why are you so broke? <laughs> um, second of all, I hope the Buffs have a good buyout on Sean Lewis. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because if that was if, if that was their top candidate and they weren't willing to pay whatever it is, Sean Lewis, his buyout would never be higher than it is right now right. if they had one in his contract. I have no idea what, what the details of his contract are. Mm -hmm. There's probably some buyout, but if they put a big buyout on it, you know, the way these things work is each year it goes down, right? It's I think if someone were to try to hire Coach Prime right now, they'd have to pay Colorado $15 million. Um, and then after next season, it goes down to 10 and then I think down to 
eight or something after the year after that. So right now the buyout on Sean Lewis would never be higher than, than it could, you know, it would be before. So hopefully that if, if they're not willing to pay it for Ludwig, why would they be willing to pay it uh, for Sean point. Lewis, especially if he wasn't their number one obstacle? The second part of this is yes. Um, I wish they just hired Ludwig and we could just move on and say, all right, we're safe. Um, but since we aren't, then we have to worry about it. It'd be, it would have been best case scenario because obviously Utah would have taken a hit too. Right. So I don't know. I'm not pressing panic yet, but um, we're still monitoring this situation. Man, I just have such a hard time imagining someone doing this to Coach Prime. I know. Like, of all people, I have a hard time imagining that happening. Um, it just doesn't – like, when you make this move to come to Colorado, you did it with, with one person in mind. Two people in mind, actually. Dion and Shador Sanders. Yep. That is why you made this move. Obviously, I think he probably saw that Kent State um, was going to put like a bit of a glass ceiling on his career unless he had, you know, insane success there, which was just unrealistic. Yeah. So he said, okay, well, we're only getting worse since we lost that quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, Dustin Crumb. Yep. I'm having a hard time replacing him. Mm hmm. I could go work with one of the best quarterbacks in the country and Coach Prime, uh, and, you know, my career will take off from there. For sure. I think to then do to turn right around and take another job seems super odd. And just – I could see it happening to some coaches. I just can't see someone doing that to Coach Prime. It just seems yeah. like a bad idea. Well, maybe this time next year, but not this year, but when – the era is two months in. We haven't even played a game. We haven't even done spring practices yet. It just doesn't make sense why he would leave. Um, let's shift over to the S&P Plus index from our Bill Connolly of ESPN. Um, kind of ranks all FBS teams 1 to 133 or whatever it is. Do you want to guess who's at the bottom? It was CU a lot last year. Who's last who's in S&P? Mm -hmm. Colorado State. No. It's actually Kent State. Oh, that's another reason why. Yeah. We wanted to bail from a sinking ship. So S&P, for those that don't know, uh, I'll just read this from the article. It's a tempo and opponent-adjusted measure of college football efficiency. It is a predictive measure of the most sustainable and predictable aspects of football, not a resume ranking. Um, so he's not trying to project the AP top 25 or like... Let's say that first part again about what goes into it. Um, so what the three factors, returning production, recent recruiting, recent history, um, but it is a tempo and opponent adjusted measure of college football efficiency. So it's like, uh, kind of like EPA for the NFL. So before we even talk about the bus ranking, I just have to say they shouldn't even be included in this. Right. There's right. just no way to use those metrics to predict what Colorado is going to be this year. Yep. It's not possible. Yeah. There's no returning production. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is no recent success. And what was the other one? Recruiting. Recent recruiting. Okay. And recruiting, you know, there's a little bit, if you include this well, year, they there's... They all left via the portal already, right, though. Right. True. So they should have just said NA next yep. to Colorado because there's literally nothing to evaluate here. So I'm not even going to get mad about the ranking because th what goes into the ranking automatically tells you that Colorado cannot be judged by this ranking. So they're 94th. They spent a lot of last year down in the 120s, 130s, mm -hmm. if not the damn near bottom. 
Yeah, and I mean the only thing that could have changed that is recent recruiting, right? right? They, you know, they did well in recruiting, and that's going to bring them out of the cellar. But again, recent success uh, and returning production is something that they have literally zero of. So interestingly enough, for Colorado, they're rated the 75th overall offense, which they had one of the worst offenses in the country last year. So maybe they are kind of starting to factor in some stuff. Yep. But as you said, like, who knows at this point? Like We just don't know. Yeah, it's, it's an impossible way to judge Colorado. Any other notable uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. rankings here? Nebraska, 48. Okay. Um, that is ahead of teams like Purdue, like Houston, SMU, uh, Cal at 58, which is crazy to me. Yep. Colorado State, 119. Yikes. Yep. Uh, USC, 10. Okay. I think that is – okay, so no, the highest Pac-12 school is actually 8. That is Oregon. You have USC at 10. You have Utah at 13. Washington at 16. Uh, TCU's at 19. I'm kind of confused what the goal of this this metric is. It's um, I used it a little bit last year just to kind of gauge like overall team, like not like power rating, like he said, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's efficiency. It's just kind of how good are you on a down to down basis, basically. Like but that only estimate. makes sense when there's I games being I played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Good All right. point. I'm well, not trying is. to hate. It's just no, I, it, it literally applies to Colorado in no way, shape or form it, right now. I mean, they're one of the schools for sure that they're just a complete wild card, and you yep. can't really guess what they're going to be going into this year. For sure. Um, all right, Ryan, it's time. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Jake. <laughs> of course. Um, for those of you out there who need help in the bedroom, hit up Roman. Roman is here to help. Uh, they are a digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. No waiting rooms, no hassle. Straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. Um, to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash dmvr to get 20% off your entire order. That's ro.co slash dmvr. Shout out to Roman. Um, and also shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. We've got the delicious Avalanche Amber Ale in front of us. Oh, yeah. um, Breckenridge Brewery is just my favorite. You can go to their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find out where you can get a Breck brew, or you can just come down to the DMVR bar where we have beers on tap, all kinds of stuff in cans. Um, the Mile High City Golden Ale is still here. Um, do they have anything new coming out? No. Nope. They've always got new so. stuff coming out. Um, we're still being told about the Christmas sale. Um, uh, Lauren says, read, read that Roman read like you mean it, Jake. I did mean that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, shut up, Breckenridge Brewery. We love our guys over there. Um, head over to breckbrew.com. Use their beer locator. Let's do uh, an off-season segment. All right, let's do it. Let's get to 150 likes by the end of this segment. There we go. Double it up a bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne says Roman should have used a picture of No Hat Jake on the oh box. Oh, my God. Be like no hat, Jake. Um, I'd rather not. Well, I'm just not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um, let's play overrated, underrated. Are your cheeks red for Valentine's Day? <laughs> let's just move on. 
Let's play overrated, underrated. Um, we've got some pretty prominent Pac-12 figures in here, players, coaches. Um, we got it all. Okay. Throw the first one up, Alyssa. Let's get started. Overrated, underrated. Maybe properly rated. Could be. It's an option. But this one is pretty polarizing. I think we're going to disagree here. Yeah? Bo Nix. And I want to hear, hear your side. All right, let's hear your take first, though. I think he's underrated. Really? And the reason why I think Bo Nix is underrated is because he got such a bad rap at Auburn. Essentially, he, he just got labeled a bust. He's trash because he wasn't good enough to, you know, um, I don't know, dominate the SEC, I guess. And because of that, he just got written off and thrown aside. Well, he ends up at Oregon, and he was actually pretty damn good. So I think he is underrated because – People form takes that they just don't really ever want to change. Mm -hmm. And so people just think Bo Nix is trash. A year ago, I would have said overrated for sure. Oh. But I'm going to say properly rated. Okay. I think that people are, they pretty much know what Bo Nix is. He's kind of a system quarterback. He's going to run around, make plays. He's going to have some boneheaded decisions every Mm -hmm. now and then. But he's not, I think, what we saw Auburn. As right, a player, right. he's closer to what we're seeing right now at Oregon. I think he wasn't ready well, for Auburn, all that at Auburn. What has Auburn done after Knicks? Like yeah. last year was a train wreck too. Yep. So I think that helped his case. Also um, dumb for not hiring Coach Prime. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, but also, like he went back this year for a reason. Right. Like if he was overrated and seen as like a top fifty, top one hundred draft pick, he would have declared. But I think. He knows what he is. I think the draft community knows what he is. I think the NFL knows what he is. So properly rated. Just go ball. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that maybe it depends on who you talk to. It's true. Because I, there are probably some Oregon fans who overrate him. And there's definitely yeah. some Auburn fans who underrate him. For sure. Um, credit to him, man. He played really well last year. He did change my opinion a bit on him because I was a straight-up hater. Yeah, you were. The, the Georgia game was rough. I mean, it was Georgia. Oh, but yeah. It was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen, or <laughs> last year at least. All right. Next one. Lincoln Riley. Oh, this Let's is hear so it, hard. Ryan. This is so hard. Come on. Just let it out. I think he's slightly overrated. Okay. Slightly overrated. Um, you can't no- – like, I'm not going to sit here and just bullshit and knock – the quarterback success. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically turned every quarterback he touched to gold. Yep. And because of that, he gets treated like a god. Mm-hmm. But where's the high-level success? That's true. Where is the playoff wins and or national championships? They don't exist. Uh, and I realize that's a really high bar to set, but he's being mentioned alongside all of those coaches who have that stuff Mm -hmm. you know like no one's being mentioned alongside um maybe nick saban but he's being mentioned as one of if you know one of the best coaches in college football they choked away their chance to go this year they were never never able to get over the hump at oklahoma so just slightly overrated i'm not trying to you know be a hater here okay just not quite that guy I think he's properly rated. If anything, I think he's slightly underrated. I think that a lot of people <sighs> look at Caleb Williams and they go, well, he's so great. Like, it's easy. Like, of course, everyone wants to go play with him. Look at how he transformed USC's roster last year with the, with the portal. 
And also, I think if he just like swallowed his pride and just got rid of Alex Grinch and actually tried to build like a true defense, his teams would be better. That's an L on his part, though. It is, but it's also but people hold it against him. He's not a defensive coach. You're the co- you're the head coach. That's you're in charge of putting the people in place to make those decisions. But if he okay, I get it. But if you do have a better defensive coordinator, I think these teams are a lot lot better. Yeah, but that's on him. It is on him. <laughs> that's the thing. Is like offensive mind. He's properly rated, if not you know. Right. You can't. He's rated the highest you can be as a college football offensive mind. As a head coach, he hasn't gotten that done yet. Like. I don't know. I, this is why I choked. lean into underrated, though. Everyone's saying overrated in the chat. I, I don't think he's overrated, though. I what I will will just continue to say is like the quarterback thing. He is clearly a quarterback whisperer. Yes, and it's why, you know, we 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 debate this on the Broncos podcast. Is Jalen Hurts in Alabama or an Oklahoma guy? And I just I I truly believe Jalen Hurts is not the dude he is right now without that year under Lincoln Riley. One hundred percent. So for me, I'm like he's an Oklahoma guy, and you know Pat Sertan was on our show last week and said no, he's an Alabama guy. Yeah. Even Jalen, you know, wants to claim Alabama. I think because it's cooler than Oklahoma, but uh, I think that that Oklahoma had more impact on him becoming a great NFL quarterback than anything else, and that that is credit to Lincoln Riley. I think we haven't seen the best of Lincoln Riley yet, too. He's so young. Will we better? Well, USC better hope to. Two houses in Malibu and all that money, you better at least make a playoff. It's uh, 12 teams coming, man. They are in the Big Ten, though. Yeah, then they're going to be in the Big Ten. They're going to have to play you know a different brand of football over there Lawrence asking me what has he won I mean he has gone to playoffs yes this team was penciled in as the Pac-12 favorite for the playoff until Caleb kind of got hurt down the down the so stretch. he's had three Heisman winners yes zero playoff wins hasn't been in the SEC though I mean I not many people outside of the SEC have been winning playoff games I know TCU did it that's true uh can we not <laughs> rather not what <laughs> i don't want to talk about the tcu game i've kind of deleted that from my memory okay all right um good conversation next one. Oh, i always forget your little michigan thing yeah yeah caleb williams where you at all right this is 100 percent henry chisholm's fault oh no so you're gonna have Come to tag on, him Ryan. he's overrated in this office Jesus. he's overrated in this office because henry Literally said, and he'll take this back now. <laughs> he said he would take Caleb Williams over Patrick Mahomes. So now uh, that's like in my head. I'm like, Pete, someone said that out loud. He's overrated. And it's all Henry's fault. Damn it, Henry. Now I'm going to have to argue why Caleb Williams <laughs> is underrated. <laughs> I mean, look, deserving Heisman winner, great player. But I just, I, people keep throwing like generational out on him. And I'm just like, I, I, I'm not willing to do that. That's too high for me. By the way, you this I, I stand firm by this take. You only get one generational guy. You don't get to keep saying that this guy's a generational prospect because the whole idea of generational is once in a generation. Yep, I agree with that take for sure. We need a different word yes. because it's used too much. Like Andrew Luck, generational. We we said uh, Trevor Lawrence was generational. Mm-hmm. That those are like almost too close together. Right. But I'll I'll allow it because they're two you know two different. I sent essentially generations of football. If Trevor Lawrence is generational, then we don't get to use it. we don't get to use it on Caleb Williams. Okay, though. fine. Still, he is going to be the best quarterback to come out since Trevor Lawrence. He is. Okay. There's a reason why he's comp to Patrick Mahomes. 
He is tremendous. He is. And I heard a lot of it last year, like, oh, this is the guy who's going to be the number one overall pick a year from now. It's like, please watch him for, yeah. like, a quarter. Like Arm talent off the charts. He's amazing. Scrambling, actually very similar to Patrick Mahomes in that regard. Maybe even a little faster. Yes. Um, so I get it. I get it. But I, Henry said he'd take him over Patrick Mahomes, so now he's overrated to me. <laughs> Damn it, Henry. Um, last year, if Caleb Williams doesn't get hurt, USC is going to make the playoff, and things are a lot different, too. It's, it's possible. Patrick Mahomes got hurt and still did it. I can't believe you made him, Henry's making me say nice things about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Damn you, Henry. Let's move on to the next guy, then. Jaden Delora. That's my guy. Of That's course he's guy. underrated. <laughs> um, he's so electric. He is. But he's this is this is a thing that happens where like a guy has no NFL prospects. Mm -hmm. He's too small. Right. I mean, Kyler obviously transcends that. A couple guys can transcend that size thing. But everyone just like kind of tosses him aside. M one of my favorite things is a great college football player who isn't cut out for the nfl like i always wish for that guy that oh i wish he could go dominate at the next level right but i just love watching these guys i'm just like you're made for college football tim tebow's like the most perfect example yeah. of this right just a guy who dominates that style of game and maybe might not have the the precision or whatever it takes um and, and so he's like a lower level of that i put him in like that jake hayner yep. style of just like mm -hmm. undersized qb electric does things that blow your mind every week i don't think anyone rates him anything at all so to me he's underrated because i i rate him as a dope college quarterback i agree i think if i had to pick a side to be underrated um he's the highs are high the lows are low though and there are some games last year where he was like three or four interceptions oh yeah oh, yeah it's like i mean he's the definition of a gunslinger so great to watch. He's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he's one of our favorites. I never would have thought I would be watching like Arizona games every <laughs> week, and I was like, "Oh, JDL, let me yep. throw throw a little money on like plus three sixty money line and cheer for him to do something crazy." They're gonna be fun again this year. They lost Dorian Singer, but uh, and one other guy. Well, they still have Cowing, and oh, they still okay. have. Uh, so Cowing went back. Did he? I think enter so. the transfer. Okay. I think so. And then they have Tedaroa McMillan. If you don't know who that is, was a four star freshman last year. Who was people are asking legit. in the comments who who we're talking about? So that shows you he's underrated. There you go. Uh, he is the quarterback at Arizona. There you go. Brush up on JDL. He's uh he's just he's fun, fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, that's all. You know, that's all you can ask for. Next player or person, animal potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Chip Kelly. Where are we at with Chip right now? He's kind of he's on a bit of a upswing after. Maybe disappointing when he first got to UCLA, but the work he did with DTR and I need to know like what he's rated right now to know if he's overrated or underrated. He's certainly overrated uh, all time based off of his success at Oregon, and he hasn't been able to do anything notable since then. Um, so if that's if we're still grading him up against putting Oregon on the map, essentially, then he's overrated on that regard. But I think he might be properly rated right now based on the fact that no one really talks about him in that way anymore. Yeah. Um, he certainly benefited this last season from a, a 74th year senior quarterback <laughs> uh, in DTR 
Is he coming back again? <laughs> no, he's in the Thank draft. Thank God. Uh, Charbonnet. <laughs> he's in the draft. Was you know there he's for a, a while. Fucking dog. It's you know one when Colorado had the rise. Mm-hmm. Why did they do it? Fifth year senior quarterback. Uh, a whole secondary of seniors with like one I think notable junior. Um, you know defensive and offensive linemen with tons of experience. You can catch lightning in a bottle in, in college football with just a big, really good, experienced team. And I think that's what UCLA did last year. They've been able to have success in the recruiting trail. That happens at, at UCLA all the time. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens with uh, for them without DTR and Charbonnet. A lot of people uh, putting hype on Dante Moore, the five-star quarterback they got in this year's class. And it's between him and Schley. He's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be him. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I think, I think that um, Chip has been knocked down a peg. I don't, do you, like, I don't think anyone's calling him arguably the best coach in the Pac-12. Do you? No, um, he's only twenty-seven and twenty-nine at UCLA. Yikes! You have to factor in the COVID year, though. Um, they only went three and four that season, seven games played. But it's like it's a complete palindrome, though. The first two years awful. You have the Technically, just below 500 COVID year, and then the last two years, eight and four and nine and four. Yeah, um, I think he's properly rated. I think, if anything, a little underrated. The stuff he does on offense is still pretty far ahead of a lot of people. I mean, we saw it in the Buffs game. It was just, it was a clear discrepancy between the caliber of offensive coaching at UCLA and the caliber of defensive coaching at Colorado in that game for sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me thinking back that he got a second chance in the NFL. You remember the Eagles and blew up in his face. He tore down the team and didn't didn't replace any of the good players. Eagles mm-hmm. fans can't stand the guy. Um, <laughs> and then he got another chance with the Niners. That was such a weird thing, though. They fired him right after. I know. And they had Blaine Gabbert and Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. Yeah, it was wild. Um, so someone said he's overrated in the NFL. I think I don't even think that's possible. He's rated no. zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. I think he's properly rated now. He's just considered like a solid offensive mind. I agree. Swear sports come in with the Dante Moore hype. We'll see. I'm sure I'm sure he's insane on tape. We'll see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I believe he'll start. Uh Lawrence says he went to a few of Dante Moore's high school football games. Legit also. I mean, five-star quarterbacks going to look insane in in high school. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Next person. I like the way these slide in. Ooh, oh. Ryan. Let's get some hot takes thrown around. Kenny Dillingham. Extremely overrated. Um, <laughs> extremely overrated. You know, there is a lot of hype being thrown around his name. Uh, Arizona State fans are, like, falling all over themselves for this guy. Um, and... You know, what has he done? He, he uh, coached an offense at Oregon that was decent. Yeah, That's about exactly. <laughs> he, you know, he's brought in a nice transfer class, which I'm not going to knock that. We we know how important a transfer class is when you're building something up. Um, but, I, I mean, I talked about it yesterday. Zero head coach vibes. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time imagining him being a great head coach. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of hype around that hire. Certainly not as much as the hype around our hire. Um, and I think that's for good reason. But I think there's a, too much hype around Kenny Dillingham, especially coming uh, out of a 
Phoenix and Tempe down there. So I'm going hella overrated. I'm going to go overrated too. Um, it's, yeah, what you said. What, what have you done? I, the resume is impressive in terms of places he's been. I don't know if it's impressive in terms of results. Um, and also, I go back to, I don't want to say his name, but when we met with someone at CU last year, uh-huh. and we talked about Oregon and Kenny Dillingham, we were told he's not the offensive mastermind a lot of people make him out to be. He's not that guy. Yeah. It's not him. Mm-hmm. So overrated. Oh, dude. I just... His vibes are bad. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just got big time, um, like imposter syndrome. Oh no! From being around him, like that's what I felt. I felt like he was like trying to be yeah. a coach. And to be fair to him, like he's so young. He's very young. I just don't know if he's built for it yet. Only going to be thirty three once the season starts. Um, Which, is, like, you got to give him credit for rising the ranks that fast. Very rarely does that actually pan out, though. You know, I'm just thinking of really young hires. So, uh, and this is NFL stuff that that's coming to my mind immediately. But like Josh McDaniels, he mm-hmm. was like the the youngest coach hired when he was hired for the Broncos. That fell apart. Joe Brady was made the offensive coordinator of uh, the Panthers when he was 30 years old. Right. Didn't work out for him. I still think he's got a career ahead of him. But Hell yeah, um, too too much too soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sean McVay is obviously the outlier here. Right. Um, who you know goes in youngest head coach in NFL history and is fantastic but i think there is sometimes you can rise up the ranks too quickly yep and being a head coach man that is a lot it is a lot um i mean he's from arizona went to arizona state i mean i'm sure other schools were interested but he went right back to his alma mater it wasn't exactly a tough like place to go for him or a tough hire for asu yeah we'll see we shall see Next one. A lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of chatter coming from down in Tempe. There is, uh, from a certain group of people. Yep. <laughs> San Diego State, overrated or underrated? <laughs> um, properly rated. Okay. They are who we think they are. Yeah. They are a solid school in the Mountain West with a good basketball program and an average football program for those standards. Um, great weather. That's what they are. <laughs> I'm going to say a little overrated. Okay. If they weren't San Diego in San... I know it's who they are, but if it wasn't because of the location they're in, they're, no they're not getting absolutely the amount of okay, interest. Okay, that's fair. If you flip New Mexico... If you put San Diego State in New Mexico... Right. No one gives a yeah, shit about Yeah, we're not them. going crazy to try and get them in the pack. But there's also a reason for that. The TV market matters. Exactly. Um, and, you know, San Diego, all they have left is the Padres, so I'm sure they have eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, new stadium yeah you know there's things that ma- like the location does matter right so I, I get what you're saying but in terms of like the actual program right yeah yeah, yeah. for sure never uh, i've heard great things about it as a party school i have too never uh never got my chance i went there once for a party oh yeah yeah it was a it was a pretty eventful weekend that, that's what i would have to say about asu as well i met a guy who drank so much he built what he called a beer staff and he was walking around calling himself oh, yeah. gandalf I've seen that before. <laughs> um, I, I can definitely one up that at ASU. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know Edward Forty Hands. Yes. I saw two girls team up to do Edward Captain Hands. Oh no. They each taped one hand to a handle of Captain. Why? 
I don't know, but they did work on that handle of captain, <laughs> and it was a whole mess. People are different down there in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brady Hoke is still the coach. The sun gets to their heads, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess when there's not much to do when during the day when it's a billion degrees outside, you just drink. Got to drink something. Yeah. Um, next one. I believe it's SMU. Overrated, underrated. Hmm. Maybe a little bit overrated. Um, you know, I think they still get a little bit of, like, College football old heads remember the old SMU, you know, mm-hmm. and I think because of that, they're always they just like remain relevant. Yeah, they haven't really done anything to be relevant mm-hmm. in a long time. Yep, I think for that reason they're slightly underrated. Mm. The death penalty stuff absolutely killed the program. This was That's one of the, the death penalty. <laughs> this was one of the best college football programs at a point in time. Um, there's still a brand like that the, carries. Do they give cachet. you any sleeping giant vibes? No, but they I like them more than uh, SDSU in terms of the quality of football program and just what you'd get as an addition. So fair, fair enough. Um <laughs> talking about Edward Captain Man. <laughs> I would be someone said I bet it's a Lil Wayne concert for the spring game. I would be hype about that. That would be insane. Do you think he goes to that level? Why not? Why not? Make like if you're gonna make something a thing, you gotta you gotta yeah. make it a thing. That's true. Like, I remember this is like a different alley, but uh, same weekend. CU tried to, so like CU used to have the most insane 420 Mm -hmm. thing ever, right? You've seen pictures of it. There's like thousands of people on the quad smoking weed. People would come from like all over the country. CU was like, all right, we don't really like this. Like there's just way too many like randos coming on campus. So we're shutting this down. They tried to make a thing by like having a concert. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we'll have... God, I can't remember who it was like Wiz Khalifa or something play a concert at the <laughs> but like they didn't it didn't become a thing, you yeah. know, because they just like they're like, look, we have this shiny thing instead of, you know, this cool thing that everyone used to do. If you're going to like try to go all in, make the spring game an event that people talk about like they are right now next year. Right. Go big. It's a good point. Yeah. The best way to get people to talk about next year's spring game is to have a baller spring game this spring. Exactly. So, I like that. And you have so much hype that, like, if you live up to it, people will never forget. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. We still have a few more, and then we'll get to questions real quick. Puddles the Duck, last one, actually. Overrated or underrated? Let's hear it. So absurdly overrated. <laughs> it's actually disgusting. Yeah. There's nothing unique or special about this mascot. Nope. And yet... Like especially Oregon fans act like it's something. Oh yeah. In like, there's no not live mascot that can impress me. Mm -hmm. Especially not just like a regular like. There's basically no difference between Puddles the duck and Dinger the Rockies (laughs) mascot. Yeah. Just one's a duck and one's a dinosaur. (laughs) Like maybe it's just because maybe this is just like Ralphie. like, Like we have Ralphie. Yeah. And they're sitting here fawning over a duck, a fake duck. If it didn't look like a certain Disney character, <laughs> we would absolutely, Puddles would have no hype. But Puddles deserves no hype. He doesn't deserve any hype. It's weird, too. Kids, like, love him. Like, not like kids, but, like, when I was growing up, like, everyone was like, oh, I love Oregon, love the mascot and all. It's like, a duck? Yeah. 
How, it's weird. We can do so much better than a duck for a mascot. Well, I mean, I get that their mascot has to be a duck, but there's nothing special or impressive about it. No, but I mean, what are you going to do? Get a cage of live ducks? <laughs> That'd be cooler. A pond that you can like <laughs> bring around. You, you have go. a kiddie pool that's on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a tank. <laughs> kiddie pool on wheels. The ducks fly and land on it. That'd be cooler than puddles. <laughs> it would. Um, yeah. Puddles, sorry, man. Weak-ass mascot. <laughs> we'll get to your guys' questions very shortly. But first, a word from our friends over at Illegal Pete's. When's the last time you had Illegal Pete's? Uh, we had a meetup in Arizona at Illegal oh, Pete's, so right. almost a whole week ago. Yep. I'm on a bit of a drought myself. I need, a, I need my fix. If you guys need your Illegal Pete fix also, they've got 10 Colorado locations, two in Arizona also. Uh, great menu selection if you're on a diet. Um, and just some amazing food. Shout out to Illegal Pete's. Check out their happy hours, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. And then also shout out to our friends over at Box and Shanker. Um, if you are hurt by uh, a mascot or the puddles the duck, potentially hit up Bacchus and Shanker. Uh, they can help get you on the right track. Best part about them, no fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win money for you and win your case. Call them at 222-2222 for all your needs related to... Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, or if you're injured at work, box and shanker wins. All right. Jeff said Ralphie and the Texas mascot are the best in college. That's honestly disrespectful to Ralphie. It is. Bevo doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Neither does Ugga or Mike the Tiger. Right. <laughs> Let me know when one of those is, is moving around rather than just standing there. Or taking the field. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's run the Tiger. Now yep. you've got my attention. Yep. Yeah, and Ugga sleeps. He doesn't even watch the games. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll take Ugga over the other ones. That is true. I do like Ugga. Remember, didn't Bevo try to gore? Ugga, Ugga went at Bevo. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Ugga went at Bevo. I'll tell you what. Absolutely no mascot wants to smoke from Ralphie. No, hell no. Especially give her another year or two. Let her yeah. pack on some more weight and... Yep. She's not going to be a force to mess with. Is there she any, isn't. Like Air Force Falcon, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, this year during the game, they didn't fly the Falcon. Yep. Didn't see that when I was there. Because the, like, the weather was too bad or something. Yeah. Florida should get like a live gator or something. That'd be cool. Damn. Can they run with it? I don't know. Gators are, I don't think they're uh, very quick. Well, I guess they can be quick. Depends when they last ate. All I'm saying is, you know, people are like, you can't run a live tiger. That's what <laughs> they were saying about a buffalo back in the day. We it's pulled true. it off. That is true. Ralphie's the best. Let's get to the people. Let's answer some questions. Who's first today? Angela, she is back. Does Ralph, Ralphie. Let's go. Does she run out at the spring game? Oh, yeah. Is Ralphie ready for this prime effect? Ralphie going to be like... This is a lot more humans here this year. <laughs> Ralphie has seen sellouts before. Uh, the, the TCU game, I believe, yep, this year yep. was sold out. Um, but I don't think she's ever seen a sellout for the spring game. So she'll be ready. Um, what was I just about to say? Oh, you know what? You know who does try to run their mascot? And it actually makes it worse? Who? CSU. Oh, yikes. <laughs> like, that is big little brother energy <laughs> yes, again. Yes, that's all they ever have. <laughs> I didn't even know they did that. Yeah. It's at, like they, there's been times where they do it like after Ralphie runs at the Rocky Mountain Showdown. And it's just like, what are you guys doing? That's embarrassing. How do you not know how embarrassing this is? Yikes, man. 
Uh, CSU. Be better. Connor, has Dan Lanning replaced his OC yet? Um, I honestly don't know. I don't know either. He has. Will Stein is going to be their offensive coordinator. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's all we got? That's all I can see <laughs> right, right now. Is he's just going to be... I'll get some Will Stein information. I think Lanning's overrated while we're at it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like him as a recruiter, and I could see that. But on the field, I wasn't really impressed last year. Me either. Also, like, I don't know. They made Re- some dumbass decisions in games. Recruiting to Oregon is not hard. <laughs> no. Well, with the Nike money and the brand? Yeah. No, not at all. The facilities there are absurd. The, there were so many times last year, though. They went for it on, like, fourth and short or went for two and stuff, and it was just, like, there's there's no need. Like, they were doing it because they were Oregon, basically. Yeah. Like, just play football. I had a Madden playoff game the other day. Yeah. And I was down 14, like, two minutes left. Mm-hmm. I scored. So I did, like, the whole analytics thing. You go for two because that increases your right. chances of winning. I had Jamar Chase wide open, quarterback just misfired. Justin Herbert overrated. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so then I'm da- now I'm down eight, right? I get the onside kick, go down and score, have to get the two-point conversion, don't get it again. I was like, I'm never uh, have to abandon analytics now. <laughs> yeah, Madden, uh, I think seems out of the realm of analytics. That's beyond the. That's probably true. <laughs> Madden is just a different breed, man. Kind of miss Madden. I haven't played it in a long time. All right. We are not yet. To, we got to get to 200 likes. What are we doing here? Yeah, 135. Come on. Big teasy. Like uh, this show if you think that Ralphie is better than Puddles. There you go. Or like this show if you think Kenny Dillingham's overrated. There we go. Let's go. I love Big this. teasy. How is the view from the seats outside Prime's office? I see that being the VIP area since sideline is small. Um, the touch Is that the touchdown club? No, that's the Crawford club. That is the homies who brought the okay, CU yeah, flag yeah. to the national championship game. Um, that that's like named after them. Um, that that area is is nice. It is nice. I see people up there on game days. You are in the corner though, and like yeah. anyone, if you ever sat in the corner at a sporting event, it's not the best place to be. No, but the hospitality, you know, is is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to put like Snoop there when he comes to right, the game. Right. Um, they have other, you know, luxury boxes that they could use, or they'll just have them down on the sideline. Um, the sideline is not very roomy, but you could be like down in the end zone. You know, there's a couple areas where you can have people also like down in the, uh, North end zone is where a lot of people like, you know, like when former players come, that's where they hang out. Isn't that area that they're talking about? Isn't that where like the families of players go? Yes. And I think that's what they were saying. Okay. Next question from... Mary, don't you feel like he Marie. would come or Marie? Don't you feel like he would come home more for homecoming versus spring game? Oh, Lil Wayne. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what the move here is. Also, we've talked about it. Sadly, homecoming at yeah, you know, Colorado or other Pac-12 schools not lit not like JSU it is level. at JSU or yeah. uh, or any HBCUs. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe I hope coach prime tries to make homecoming more of a thing. Just like we were talking about with the spring game. Like you, you know, he has a power to make that, that type of stuff happen. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think they just are going to try and keep the hype train rolling as, you know, as much as you can. So 
the next opportunity they have to get a bunch of eyeballs and get a bunch of hype is the spring game. And I think he's going to pull out all the stops for it. I think uh, you're convincing me more and more that this is going to be like the most hyped spring game of all time. <laughs> you know how like um, like Duke does Midnight Madness, right? Right, right. I don't know if they still do that, but they used to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and like they would, you know, just go all out. KU, same thing. Like the, they got the light show and, you know, the intros and the smoke and all that stuff. Like I think that's what this is going to be. It's going to be a whole spectacle. Darren asks, which fans are closer to the field, Oklahoma State or Colorado? I mean, both are right on top of the There's field. no way it could be closer than CU. Yeah, CU is, like, right there, <laughs> yeah. though. Like, uh, like, you could pee on the field from the first row. You could probably <laughs> hear, like, offensive and defensive game plans if you're oh, in the first row. totally. Like, totally. <laughs> yeah, I heard... I like your pee analogy better, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard some words for the first time in my life sitting near the yeah. sideline when I was a kid. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wayne says, or Sean says, Wayne's tour is starting around then too. Not sure he can make it to the spring game. He'll be in Denver Cinco de Mayo though. Damn. We got to go. That would be <laughs> sick. Just tell him to bring the Cinco de Mayo party here. Let's do it at the DNVR bar. Yeah, of course. All right. DNVR bar. Tell, uh, tell Wheezy he's invited. <laughs> Big Teasy says, Support the supporters. Any plans for giveaways, contest day slash week uh, before the game? I don't know what that means. I think he's asking if we're going to do any like giveaway stuff uh, for the spring game, lead up to it or for the spring game. Hadn't thought of it. Now I will. There you go. Um, also, thank you for the super chat, Big TZ. Lawrence with the question, speaking of sons of former NFL players that are quarterbacks, did you see that Coach Lewis slid an offer to Dylan Riola last week? He's the number, number one quarterback in the 24 class. Also, what is that? Is there a coach? coach? Um, that's what I'm trying to learn right now. Okay. I don't know. The name doesn't pop out to me as the son of a former player or coach, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Dylan... Raiola. Um, okay, his father is Dominic Raiola. Oh, former Nebraska All-American center. Gross. We got to get him out of there. But played 14 years for the Detroit Lions. Now I remember this. I remember every, all the Nebraska fans talking about. Is he actually committed there? Uh, he is not <clears throat> committed yet. Okay. I feel like I remember all the Nebraska fans saying, oh, they're going to get him. Because of his dad. He has, well, he's got five, Dylan Ryla has five crystal balls right now. I mean, means that, nothing at this point. I was going to say, five different crystal balls to five different schools? Um, but no, five dif different crystal balls to three different schools. One to Ohio State, two to Nebraska, two to Georgia. Steve Wiltfong with one to Georgia uh, just about a month ago. Most recent, right? Yep, most recent. Oh, no, there, or, was no, a... there is a Nebraska one that came through yesterday, actually. Interesting. Let's get in there. As long as he doesn't go to Nebraska, we're good. So there you go. From Phoenix, too. So he's got a perfect composite score also. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Let's get him. Let's get him. Oh, Matt Rule hired someone related to him. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, college football is so funny. It's wild, isn't it? We'll see. Don't count Coach Prime and the buffs out. Don't do it. All right. 47 um, more likes to 200. One more question, though. Sport Geek, did you see where Tim Brewster's son from 24... Oh, yes. 
I meant to talk about this today. That's Tim Brewster's son. I don't know if it is or not. Okay. I know they have the same last name, but okay. I, I don't know. Sports Geek may be right. Uh, his name is Clint Brewster. This was good. I'm, I'm glad they brought it up. So he's an analyst and prospect evaluator for 247 Sports. He said, hearing some transfers have already made very strong impressions at Colorado. Jimmy Horn Jr., Shane Cox, your guy. My guy. And then Yusuf Mugerville, the interior offensive lineman from Florida. And then also, he capped off this tweet saying, they also believe Alabama transfer linebacker Demoy Kennedy has high mm. draft pick capabilities when fully healthy. Mm. How yes. about that? Say that one more time. Demoy Kennedy has high draft kit draft pick capabilities when fully healthy. My guy. Yep. That is <clears throat> honestly Shador one, Travis two. Mm-hmm. If he's that guy, that's three. Yep. In my in my opinion, that's what's going to end up happening. I've said it a million times. A dominant linebacker in college football is the one of the ultimate weapons mm-hmm. uh, and just having these guys who can fly around make plays you can leave them in like a hole you know if you want to go cover one hole and have him cover the middle of the field like yep. those types of things are on the table for you if he's that guy just watch this defense especially when you're taking away the edges with Cormani and Travis right then you have a guy manning the middle well, you, then, you won't believe how easy a guy like Shane Koch's job gets exactly. in that situation. I was going to say, you got to mention Shane Koch here because we talk about how the pass rush and the coverage kind of play hand in hand. If you have a guy emerging already from the, that transfer class on the defensive line, that's huge, man. It's unbelievably huge. Also, if that's actually Tim Brewster's son. I'm trying so hard to find out. <laughs> we, can know where the, we can know it's good information. Um. Yes. Uh, Nicholas said Levante Bentley will be more downhill while DeMoy Kennedy will be used to cover more. I mean... Is his son confirmed? That's wild. Dropping a follow now. (laughs) (laughs) That is wild. Um, But uh, definitely trust what he has to say. Yep, for sure. And, man, that that fires me up. I'm so excited about DeMoy Kennedy. I'm also Mm -hmm. so excited about Shane Cokes. I just hope DeMoy is healthy for the start of the season. Oh, I remember what I want to say. We so Dre and I talked. Brian Howell put out a spring game, uh, or like a spring roster. Yeah. Uh, last week, and they had uh, Jeremiah Brown listed at edge. Mm, James Houston 2.0. Yeah. How about that? That's interesting. They yep. did like uh, bringing him downhill a lot. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yep. He was at his best blitzing for sure. So. Um, God, I'm fired up. Me too, man. We're in a bit of a lull with the offseason, but uh, football will be back before we know it, especially with spring practices. It's The spring game is so far away. <laughs> We're still a month, a little over we, a month the away. The way it's practices. hyped, it feels like it's like a couple weeks away. I know. Imagine got, how it's going to be in April, though. We just got to get to March. March 19th is when <laughs> practices start. Let's go. I can't wait for that. Almost there. Almost, guys. Do we, know, do we have any info on practices and... Um, access or anything like that yet? No, nothing like that. Um, okay, cool. I was hearing we may get press conferences at some point for coordinators potentially, but I haven't Ooh. seen that being confirmed at all. So I don't know. We'll see. They usually do that though, right? Like introduce the new coordinators. Did Tucker uh, I, do that? I, or Darrell? I can't remember. You'd have to ask Henry on that one. Um, I'm trying to think back. There was like a media day 
which you could I remember doing some interviews with coordinators then. Yeah. But I don't remember like introductory press conferences for coordinators yeah. when I was covering the team day to day. They got some pretty uh, notable coordinators now though. Wouldn't mind talking uh, to them. I would absolutely I would drop everything to talk to Sean Lewis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Ask Charles Kelly about his just what makes him him in terms Total. of his recruiting chops. True. I just nerd out over offense so much, yeah. and I just no, feel like Sean it. Lewis does too. Yep. All right. That'll do it for today, guys. Fun show today. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Sco Buffs. Sco Buffs.